August or October of 2015, and I have not been able to work since. So um, with that, you know, when you don't go to work, they tend to give your job to somebody else. It's just how it works, you know. So I'm like, oh, I didn't really lose my job. It's just that somebody else does it now. I know right where it's at. It's just not mine anymore. So anyway, but uh, so my wife and I financially went through a lot of different things. Um, um, I've never been a worrier. She uh, she takes it all on herself. So maybe I should share in that. But I I just have not worried about things. But you know I'm we. You know, I went from, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I went from, I went, lost my job, and we burned through my 401. We used my any savings we had for, you know, all these medical treatments that nobody wanted to pay for because, you know, our health system is so great. But uh, anywho, um, but yet God was always faithful, and as you can see, I have not missed many meals. So, yeah, keep it right out there where I can see it. Um, so, so these last few weeks, when my friends, um, uh, about three or four of them, um, very close friends of mine, talk talk to me about, well, why not? Why why haven't why not you? You know, and why are you afraid? When I realized it was fear, it's like, why are you afraid? Look at all God has done for you during these last, you know, four plus years. And, you know, if he's been faithful, even way before that, but especially these last four years has just been really in, in our faces about, you know, does this for us, he does that for us, you know, and, you know, it's like if he's been faithful in this time of trouble as you know we would earthly see it then what makes you think he's not going to be faithful when you move into that next step and God desires uh, this is what I understand and what I was told by a few different people God desires for me to be whole because that way he can use me to his full capacity or my full capacity and what he has for me next so um, I've been, again, fear is what it came down to for me, which is just, you know, really, when I thought about it, I was like, well, that's just really ridiculous. But it's the truth. I was just, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to take that next step because I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, but um, I meet with a very good friend of mine uh, once a week to do the discipleship stuff and uh, so I'd written down things that were wrong with me I have vision problems I have chronic migraines I have all this pressure in my head I said I have balance problems I you know I've fallen a few times you know it's just kind of craziness but it, it happens and uh, you know and I've always just well you know this is how God wants me to be you know and uh so anyway, so um, a couple Saturdays ago when we met, I'd written down everything, well, most everything that I could think of because I always can't remember everything. And uh, so he takes the paper from me, he puts this line on the paper, and he goes, now what I want you to do 
is all this stuff you wrote up here that's wrong with you, I want you to write everything below that line, I want you to write everything that God can't take care of. Like, well, that's kind of a dumb question. Um, you know, if I truly believe God, then God can take care of everything. And he's right. he said, you're right. So what are you waiting for? I'm like, well, because I'm afraid. Didn't you hear what I said? You know? So anyway, so it goes, uh, um, he, he goes, you know, God is infinite, right? God is outside of time. We understand that. That's one of our basic beliefs. So, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. He goes, um, but our days are numbered. God has told us scripturally that he has numbered every man's days. He tells us to redeem the days for the days are evil, which means we need to be about his business. And he tells me, he goes, so whose time are you wasting? And of course, I had to think about that for a minute because I'm like, that's some kind of trick question, I'm sure. So he's like, you're wasting your time. So I'm wasting my time on what God on what God has what what about I'm wasting my time not doing the purpose God has for me so that's what it comes down to my fear is causing me to waste my time on the purpose that God has for me because God has said he has a purpose for each one of our lives and what Kyle said earlier about being comfortable again had three or four people talk to me about this and uh, so after I had this conversation with my, my good friend um, next night or two I was restless because I had problems sleeping as well and uh, so I watched this one uh, pastor um, Stephen Furtick if you, don't, if you don't know of him he preaches out of South Carolina I believe and uh, his, the, the, uh, the title of the little snippet he had on YouTube was the danger of comfort. I'm like, really? That's, you're going to throw this at me now. So, and the, but the Bible tells us that God comforts us in our trials. But his, but the pastor's point was the devil wants you to be comfortable where you are. Because if you're comfortable where you are, then guess what? You're not doing anything. Because if you're sitting on your hands, which I have been, you know, then what am I doing? I'm not pursuing God's purpose for my life. So God will comfort us in our troubles. I can absolutely testify to that for all he's done for me these last several years. And my wife, my family. But he doesn't call us to be comfortable, you know. In case you'll talk about later, I think, you know, it's counted all joy. When James talks about counted all joy when you come into many trials and tribulations. Um, and uh, so here's my ask. Here's the point of me talking to any y'all today. Um, I have come to the point to where I need to surrender my fear and finally surrender absolutely everything to Christ that, you know, the couple of things that I've been holding back from him because, you know, hey, those are, I'm good with those. You don't, you don't need to deal with them. I got them. So 
what I would ask of you this week as a church is to individually pray for me. Pray for my head, pray for my eyes, pray for my, my, my neck, the pain, all that. Because um, I fully expect for God to heal me. And my expectation is that after this week of y'all praying for him, for me, being it once is, is great, or if you could pray for me every day or several times a day every day. Um, next Sunday, I've asked Casey, um, you know, after, after the service, to we gather some people together and have them pray over me. Um, as the Bible says, you know, place hands on those who are sick and uh, pray for God's healing. That is my desire. I desire to be healed. And uh, I know that with your prayers that I can take that step into releasing that fear to God. And I know that by that, um, by doing that, that he will heal me. Um, so please do that. Right on, right on. Well, Jim, thank you, buddy. Man, we're going to definitely be praying for you this week and, you know, fully expecting, not demanding, but fully expecting healing uh, the way God has, uh, has outlined in his scripture. Amen? Amen. Well, good to see you guys this morning. Jim, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you being vulnerable and transparent and uh, all the different uh, things I could, I could say about that. But it takes a lot of guts to come up and say, man, I need you guys' help. You know, and, and sometimes it's like, sure, man, let me go help you do this, that, and you know, I'll help you on your car, help you on your house. Oh, pray? Oh, sure. That's not really, that's huge, isn't it? Like, amen. So, love that. So, good to see everybody, man. Welcome to, uh, to our, to our service. We'll get, uh, we'll get rolling here and I'll try, uh, try my best to get you guys, uh, done and out of here in the next, uh, I don't know, hour and a half, probably something like that. Um, if that's cool. Uh, people are like, I gotta go. But, um, hey, do keep in mind we've got our first impressions lunch uh, at the at, right after the service downstairs. Um, we're gonna if you're interested in uh, it, or if you are serving in first impressions in any way, if you're greeting in the parking lot and coffee or any way, or if you're interested in doing that, uh, man, we'd love to have you join me with that. So we are. Um, you know, did I introduce myself already? I can't remember. These services run together. I did. Thank you very much. All right. So forget what I do and I don't do because it's like, was that the last service or this service? So uh, it's, it's fun. But uh, it is good to be here, man. We got some celebrations that I want to celebrate with you guys and some, some probably some things that are, that are coming up. And here's what I'm going to ask you guys to do. I want you to take your bulletin and I want you to write down some of these things I'm going to tell you because there's a bunch of things going on. If you don't know that we've been in a season of rest for a church, for us as a church, we are intentionally kind of saying, okay, let's take some breathers, right? We want to not, not do a whole bunch of things and a whole bunch of serving, but that season is coming to an end. And here's what we're going to be doing in uh, starting in the, what we call our fall season. And we've got a lot going on, but we have some exciting, exciting, wonderful, amazing things going on and I want to celebrate some things that we have started doing as well as uh, share with you what we're going to be doing as well. If you don't know and I just found this out like I well I you know I was out last week um, some of you are like I didn't notice um, 
And that's cool. It was like it was it was like needed to need to take a, sometimes you just got to take a break. And you got to just chill like we do as a church and that kind of thing. But one of the things that I kind of fell under the radar a little bit, we 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 did something Friday night called City Grannies. Anybody anybody heard of City Grannies? Man, dude, they had like nine kids that came out here and served four or five families that that were out here. Who was in? Who was uh, out here serving on that? So we got Judy Williams. Thank you, Judy. By the way, I'm trying to figure out why they call it City Grannies when it's all women in their 30s. Um, yeah, you got me, girl, right? So we got, uh, yeah, so we got Pam Sill, who's out uh, in the, at the coffee bar right now, serving in, in First Impressions. Pam Sill, Judy Williams. Um, Renee Foster was not part of it. Renee Foster, somebody told me you were, but you were not. You did other things, but you were not. You were at, you were at. Don Forrester, that's exactly right, was there. Pam Sell and Michelle Corbin, yeah, who were, who were both in the first service. But they came out, gave some parents a, a night out, right, to say, hey, drop your kids off. We're going to give your parents a night out. So cool to be able to, to do that. And obviously with youth at, the, at Super Summer, two salvations, lots of rededications. Youth is on fire, right? And I love that. Uh, with that, we have a baptism. Scotty Cunningham is going to get baptized next week. So I want to invite anybody that is considering getting baptized. Uh, we've had 120 some odd baptisms in the last four and a half years that we've been a church here. And uh, I love that. I am celebrating that. But that is not all that is. But man, I do love it when somebody comes to know Jesus and they say, man, I need to take that first step of obedience. And so we're doing that next week. One of the reasons why we, why we do the dunking instead of the sprinkling is that in the first century church, in the, uh, it really in the, in the first century culture, baptism was by immersion. It's a, it's a, it literally means to dip under or to go under is a word called baptiza, which is transliterated in what we do now. So some people are like, man, I've never been, I've been baptized, but not by immersion. Some people have done that. Some people have rededicated their lives and want to be baptized. Some have, some, but, and some people get baptized for the first time. So if you are interested in that, let us know and we will definitely do that next. We'll have it ready for you next week. Um, also next week, as we, as we uh, talked about city walk is next week down the street at Robin Hainish's house, I'll give you all the directions, but I need you guys if you would, uh, if you signed up or if you want to sign up, um, man, get it. you can even uh, check out the Connect card on your app. Um, City Walk is an introduction to our, uh, who we are as a church, but I need that information by tomorrow if you're going to make it. And if we max out, we'll just put you on the next one and whatnot. But we're going to ask people to take some tests. People are like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I ain't going to scratch my name off that. No, but we're going to ask people to take a couple of tests before we get there, and I'll, I'll explain uh, in an email or in a uh, text or whatever uh, if you sign up what that is all about. So um, we do want to want to have people go through that. And we, we haven't done a city walk, which is, again, our introduction, kind of a new city church, new member class, if you will. We haven't done that in a long time, and uh, we want to get back to that. Here's where we start getting into some of the things that we're going to be doing as a church, which I'm getting really, really jazzed about. In three weeks, we start a, a season of, of, of services and sermon series that are, are about aligning our lives to what God wants us to do. Like, like, it, it, like not just our money and not just our mentality, but our schedules and our giftings and our passions 
toward what God wants us to do uh, with God plan. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with uh, what a series called On Three, and everybody's got one of these in your bulletin maybe, I hope, something like that. If you didn't pick one of these up, but if you want to, you can actually give this to someone and invite them to church. Um, and it is a the first two services on April, or I'm sorry, August 18th and August 25th are going to be all family services, meaning there's no me, no kid city. We're going to have everybody together. We're going to do an old school Southern Baptist type of thing. We're going to bring the kids up and have children's church. Man, it's going to be cool. Alicia, you ready? She's going to do that for us. But our kid city director, Alicia, everybody say, hey, Alicia. Actually, actually, if everybody could say thank you, Alicia, for all that you do for Kid City. It is amazing. Thank you very much. Did you raise your hand or did you? Yeah, whatever. She's right there in case you didn't see her. Um, but then, then that's going to set up kind of our, our foundational, uh, kind of a getting our mind and our thought process right about our families and being on mission together in our families. And then we're going to do a nine-week series called Margin. And we're going to join about 100 other churches in Kansas City area. And we're going to be going through uh, the, who, who's heard of Dave Ramsey? Yeah, man. Anybody ever been rocked by his stuff? Like personally, like it's crazy. And so we're going to set up a set up what's called margin, and and basically setting our lives up to do what God God wants, and having the margin in our, in our lives to do it, both in our time, our talents, and our resources, right? And so us as a staff have gone through the Financial Peace University, which is a nine week course on how to steward God's money well and it has revolutionized a couple like several of us have been like man i cannot believe how we have dealt with money prior to and and how we're going to be doing it from this like like how we're going to be doing it from this point on it's going to drastically change how we financially how we deal with our lives now what we're going to do with that is that we're going to have several classes throughout the week we're going to have one on monday night for the soul sisters renee's going to Gonna, uh, gonna do that for us. We're gonna have Tuesday night class. We're gonna have a Wednesday night class downstairs because we're also gonna have another, a, a big Bible study up here. So we're gonna have two classes going on at the same time on Wednesday night. And then we're gonna have a Thursday morning class which is gonna help get folks that can't make it in, at nighttime or may work at nighttime, give them an opportunity. It really is for folks to be able to, to come in and, and, and check that out. Now here's what I'm asking everybody to do. Be prepared, because we're gonna start this in September. Be prepared, it's gonna be about, per family, it's gonna be about 100 bucks to go through the Financial Peace University. And some people are like, I ain't got 100 bucks. Then you need to go through Financial Peace University for sure, right? Like, gum up with it. But if it really is an issue, let's, let me know, we'll figure something out. But I do want people to be able to invest in this, because when somebody actually invests in a course, guess what they do? They finish it, right? Like some people, because a lot of times we'll offer courses, but like, yeah, man, I might start out, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. But when somebody actually invests in it, it's, and there's a lot of things that you have access to online, a lot of different budgeting tools and things like that. Plus you'll have expert, you can go online and go to do different things. Plus you'll be able to go do some things. And when you come in and, and do your classes for financial peace, it's amazing what, uh, what happens. So again, it's really rocked some of our worlds and we have been, been doing it. Here's some other things that I want to be uh, thinking about. This Thursday morning, if you guys, if anybody wants to join us, we're going to be having a work day here at, 
at this church. We're going to be painting the lobby. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of things. We started off by trimming the bushes out there and doing some landscaping already, that kind of thing. We're going to be, there's just like peanut butter and jelly from kids going down to kids' city. We're going to paint that, right? It's that kind of thing. I love kids. I love peanut butter and jelly, just not on the wall. But um, we're going to do some of those things. So with that, what I'd like to ask everybody to do, you know, we have a, a supply drive for the uh, Edgerton Elementary, we have a lot of those things that are on this wall in between the bathrooms, right? Uh, if you guys would take at least one, maybe six or seven things that we can we can give to the to the two, and they're all on the wall there. It's self-explanatory. It's like, hey, I can pick this up, I can bring this for and bring it by. We need those back minimum by by next week. But if you guys could take those off the wall and take those home and and actually get those and bring those next week that would mean we didn't who are working and painting the lobby don't have to take those off and put those back on right so so that would help us help us out a whole bunch now with that and this is the last thing i want to tell you about we got a lot of things going on but we have something coming up which i am jazzed like you would not believe two things coming up uh, on the last Sunday of each month, starting in August, specifically August 25th, we are going to meet together after the second service, have a meal together. Some people call it uh, a potluck. I call it a love feast, right? Because I love me some food and I love to feast, right? And I love to feast with my family. And so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna eat together. Then we're going to go and we're going to serve together we we have two uh folks in town uh one person in august one person in september that we're going to help uh so it's a it's a couple of ladies in town that are chronologically uh more advanced than some of us and uh want to seniors and uh that need some help done at their house and so it's it's simple stuff nothing really too complicated but we're going to be doing that we're going to be doing serving the city of edgerton once a month on Sunday after church, after this last sur- last Sunday of the month. And so I love that. One of the things we're going to be doing on August 25th was we're going to be passing out flyers for our new Thursday night service. All right, man. Do you know how many people have said to us, dude, we can't make it on Sundays, man. If you had something during the week, we'd make it. And so we're going to give people the opportunity to do it. Now, here's what I want you to do, be thinking about that. When we start talking about that, it's like I want you not to go, oh, man, I can't make Sunday and Thursday. That's the whole idea. This is an alternative to, to a Sunday, Sunday morning. We want love Sunday mornings to be you know, filled up and things like that and people come. But we don't want people to feel obligated to come and, and on both. What the idea of Thursday night is to reach a group of people that aren't able to be here on Sunday, amen? So some of you may want to come and help and things like that. That's, that's awesome. But I want you to feel uh, no crazy obligation to, to stretch yourself too thin or things like that. But I do want to ask you guys to be, be praying about how can we plant that? How can we treat this like a new church plant, if you will, and reach a new group of people that we haven't reached before because of whatever reason that they're not able to be here on Sundays. Amen? Amen? Very cool stuff. So lots of good stuff going on. Uh, I just wanted you to be prepared. We'll keep talking about some of these things, but I wanted you to know what's going on over the next several weeks, several months, and uh, several decades, right, that we're going to be we're gonna be doing. So we're in this series called Believe. I, 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 are, you, are you excited? We are almost finished 
with believe. Like we got two more weeks after this. Like we started this January one, right? It's crazy. Like you think, wait, it's a thirty week. We're already thirty weeks into the into things. So we took the first ten weeks. We did some foundational things, like what do I believe? Things about who God is and who the Bible, what the Bible is, and about eternity in the church. We took the next ten weeks. We say, what do I do? Because faith without works is dead exactly so we talk about praying and studying our scripture and worship and using our giftings and our times and our talents and resources and sharing our faith and doing what God wants us to do these 10 weeks when you start talking about foundational things and you're talking about what you do based on those foundational things you become something different as a result right and so now we're talking about who am I becoming and we're talking about right now the fruit of the of the spirit and we talked about we've talked about love we've talked about joy right we've talked about peace which is peace it comes through victory over over the defeat of an enemy right? we talk about praying that your kingdom come your will be done but we've got to be willing to step out and fight right and have victory over an enemy that has a kingdom right now because we're going to replace him with a new king, right? Actually, it's already set, it's already set in motion. It's already declared as victorious. We just got to go do the work, right? And we talked about self-control, which we talked about some F words, right, that we, that, that we don't think are always bad, things like fun and food and family and those kind of things, pharmaceuticals. Um, Whoever made the English language was smoking something. I'm sorry, man. PA, I mean, come on, man. How am I supposed to people? No, but anyway, but, we, but those kind of things aren't necessarily bad, but they can be bad if they become an idol, right? They, uh, we looked at patience, and some of you guys are just getting to your point, Preston, right? you got to remember the patience. Um, we talked about uh, Cody, man, did a great job on hope a few weeks back. Last week, Daniel did kindness and goodness, did a fantastic. Did you guys enjoy Daniel last week? Come on, man. Elder Daniel. Him and Peter over at Loma, man, rocking out with those guys. Man, I love that. That's our other campus we helped to plant back in, back in April. This week, we're talking about faithfulness. We're talking about, like, what does that look like? What does it mean? And so the key question we got to ask ourselves is why is it important to be loyal to, and committed to God and others the idea of this message this week and this this whole theme this week is that i have established a good name with god and others based on my loyalty to those relationships now you guys know i love memes and i dig those kinds of things got a few of them here uh this meme if you guys like mari povich because we always think about faithfulness as faithfulness to a a spouse or somebody like that but it says you said you were faithful the lie detector says that was a lie, right? <laughs> so we got, uh, oh, oh, when your ex posts about being being faithful, right? Some people are like, ooh, snap. Too close to home, pal. Uh, stay faithful or stay single, right? Got that one. Somebody like, mm-hmm. Um, but you ain't heard of that from me. And this is kind of my, I, I threw this one in here. Here's a list of faithful Niner fans. <laughs> too bad I, I tried to find one that said faithful broncos fan but i just didn't have enough to couldn't find it couldn't find it anywhere but i said that because football starts this week preseason thursday y'all come on falcons and broncos is that right i don't know falcons yes broncos no faithfulness to god and others 
is shown in the life of Jesus growing up. I know we got this worldly thought of what faithfulness really, really is. Because we can say this, Jesus exemplified this very thing in Luke 2.52. It says, when he's talking about Jesus growing up, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and people. Amen? A lot of people think, oh, God, Jesus didn't care about what other people thought. Well, no, it's not necessarily, you can't really just say that. He was faithful to God ultimately, but he was loyal and committed to people as well. And he increased in, in stature and wisdom and in favor with God and people. Faithfulness is defined by the CCD, which is the Casey Carter Dictionary, as this. Faithfulness is staying true to God's plan when the plans of the world urge me to go in a different direction. Let me repeat that. Faithfulness is staying true to God's plan when the plans of the world urge me to go in a different direction. And that happens to all. Oh, there's this flesh versus spirit thing. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we looked at Galatians 5, which has one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture in it. Uh, I'll let you go back to the podcast on that. But Galatians 5, 16 through 25, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, but it, but it prefaces it with some things. It says, I say then, this is Paul writing to the church in Galatia, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are, say that with me, are, <laughs> of, no, works of the flesh are obvious. See, it's not like, like, gee, I wonder what the works of the flesh. No, they're obvious, right? Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Some people you're like, I wonder which ain't going to get to my, are they? Uh, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and in case your list wasn't on there, anything similar. Because how many people have I said, man, doesn't say you can't smoke crack in the Bible. <laughs> Anything similar, right? Like that. That's like, like that catch all right there, right? I tell you about these things in advance. As I told you before, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, everybody say but. But, but the fruit of the Spirit, in contrast to all that, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faith or faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. There is nothing against God in any of those things. Those things happen as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And doing what he tells us to do. You become something. You bear fruit in something. It it's, it's goes against our flesh. We get filled with the Spirit. The Spirit guides us. And out of that comes love, comes joy, comes peace, comes patience, comes kindness, comes gentleness, comes faithfulness and self-control. I think I probably forgot one or two, right? Some of y'all do too. Now, those who belong to Christ, 
have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what bears fruit. Here's what people tend to do. They, go to, they try to bear their own fruit. They go, I got to look more loving. I got to look more patient. I got to look more kind. I got to be more faithful. I got to, I got to, right? But it's something that can't be manufactured. Like there's a lot of people that try to look like that. I did an example of this one time several years back. People still talk about it. I had this trellis out and, and I started stapling grapes to the trellis. I'm like, look, we're bearing fruit, right? Well, what happens to that fake fruit that we manufacture it sort of withers and, and dies because it comes from, from, from within ourselves versus coming from the, the, the spirit. And so one of the things that I love about the fruit of the spirit, this helped me out a ton one time because I'm a, I'm a freak and a maniac. Some of you guys know that. Somebody says, what? What? You didn't have to agree. Um, nobody said amen. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. My self-esteem just notched up a quick. Uh, but one of the things when I was, uh, I was uh, just about 15 years ago, I had a guy that I was working with that, that you know, I talked to him about Jesus. He accepted Jesus. He's still a Jesus follower. Uh, to this day, but but man, he was like four days old. This was a brand new baby Christian, right? And you guys, it was right around the time when Billy Graham came to Arrowhead. Anybody remember that? That's a long time ago. It might have been longer than 15 years ago. I don't know. But I'm, we're driving to a job site. We drive by Arrowhead, and we see this group of protesters. Some of you guys know where I'm going with this. Westboro Baptist folks, right? They've got these protests and they've got all kinds of things they're saying about Billy Graham. And I'm driving by and, and, and Jimmy's my buddy who's just accepted Christ like four days before says, man, that's kind of weird. I said, yeah, it is, bro. You know what I think we need to do? We need to stop and talk to these guys. As if I'm going to stop and talk to it. You know what I'm saying? He, and he's looking at me like, you're crazy, bro. And he's like, this was not in the brochure, man. Like, what you show? Like, I, I just accepted Christ last week, and you're going to put me in the middle of this crap? So we just did it. So we just went over and talked to him, man. So we, they're over there protesting, and, and, you know, and I'm thinking, in my mind, as soon as I step in the middle of these guys, I'm like, everybody driving by is going to think I'm with these guys, right? Now I'm thinking, this is crazy. Jimmy, you're right. This is stupid. But I started talking to them, right? And I was like, hey, are you guys Christians? And they're just like spitting, ah, you know, that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And I said, hey, do you guys believe in Jesus, right? And, you know, I'm a pretty bold guy. I can talk to, I don't care who it is, I'll talk to them about Jesus, man. I've talked to drug dealers and prostitutes, and I've talked to CEOs of the bank. I don't care, right? This guy rose from the dead, I don't care who I, I, got, I don't care if I look stupid, right? I'm nothing but a blade of grass that's going to wither away. I mean, my life is so short compared to eternity. Dude, right? That's what Jim was talking about. It's just, 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 just the way I'm wired, man. It's like, what do I got to lose? Nobody's going to remember me anyway. It's kind of like driving a nice car. So when people that you pass by and stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying wrong, anything wrong with driving a nice car, but it's like, I want people to remember me. It's like, Dude, they're walking down the street. They don't even know who you are, right? Anyway, I digress. So I'm talking to these guys. We're in the middle of this, guys. I'm talking, hey, you guys believe in the Holy Spirit? Oh, absolutely. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience. And they're in the middle. I'm screaming at us, man. Ah, 
and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self. And I know I lost. I, I always forget a couple, you know. And I said, I don't see any of that exhibited in you guys. Jimmy's over here wide-eyed. They're over there just spewing and spitting. And I said, you know what, man? We're just going to pray for you guys. Oh, we don't want your prayers straight from the devil you are, right? Whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever, bro. We started praying. Guess what? I, I kid you not. They left. Freaking left, dude. Now, I don't know if it was, hey, time's up. Got to go to the next protest. I don't, I don't have any idea. All I know is that it impacted Jimmy in such a way. He's like, dude, this works. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow, right? See how powerful the fruit of the Spirit is. You can see it. What did Jesus say? You'll know them by their fruit. See, in this week's chapter, there's several instances of folks in Scripture who were faithful Right, talking about Jim being faithful, even though he's had so many things going on, he still loves Jesus. We're talking about Ruth from the Old Testament, Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat. Speaking of plays, we have a we have a star in the house, Michaela C. Wilson. She's like, I'm gonna kill you, dude. She was in a musical. It's you. I'm talking. We're trying to get her autograph. So, in a, in a really cool musical down at. Um, Oh, gosh, I've forgotten the place. Hoffman Center. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kaufman Center. Yes, thank you. Great. By the way, you were better than anybody. Just saying. All right. <laughs> Everybody said amen because it's true. It's, we don't lie in church. Um, we got Joseph, you know, and, and, you know, how he was sold out by his brothers. I mean, how, how terrible is that? Sold into slavery, betrayed, right, even though he was faithful and faithful and faithful and faithful. And, and God appointed him at the, and raised him up at the right time. You got Ruth, you got, you got uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who said things like they were going to get thrown into the fiery furnace. And they said, hey, God will deliver us. He can deliver us. And even if he doesn't, he's still God and we will not bow down to him. I mean, that, that's faithful, baby, right? And then you had Mary, mother of Jesus, obviously, who's like, I don't know about all this. This is wild. This is crazy, right? And then you got Joseph, who is her husband. So let's do a little Christmas in July, and we'll finish up the message. Matthew 1, 19 through 25. Joseph, the guy who raises Jesus, is one of my heroes. He doesn't get a lot of... A lot of press because, you know, mama gets, mama gets it all. But uh, Joseph is a hero of mine for a lot of reasons. But listen to what he says, what happens. The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Now, now, now understand something. In, the, in this culture, if a woman is caught pregnant or in adultery uh, and she's betrothed to someone else or engaged to someone else, there's a whole lot of 
things going on here. Not only is the expectation of divorce, but many times the expectation is that the husband takes her out to the center of the town and stones her to death. Thinking about the, the woman caught in adultery where Jesus says, hey, anybody who casts, can cast the first stone if, if you have never sinned, probably she was completely stripped naked. That was the expectation, not only culturally, but, but Joseph not doing this had to deal with his culture because he didn't leave town. So now his family is thinking, dude, what are you doing? His friends are going, boy, man, are you going to let her do that to you? You're going to marry her anyway? Can you imagine Jesus growing up? Listen to this, man. I heard your mama was a whore. But your daddy wussed out. Jude and James, his brothers, both wound up followers of Jesus, had to hear this stuff. Can you imagine the resentment they have because of Jesus? You're the one that causes us to be ridiculed on the playground. And I hear this stuff over and over and over growing up. Man, talk about faith. It's Joseph. Went against everything in the world, right? And I'll explain here a second because God told him to do something different, even though the world was strongly saying you gotta go this way, he went God's way, right? That's faithful, baby. But after he considered these things, verse 20, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and, and give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And when Joseph got up from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her but did not know her intimately until she gave birth to a son. And he named him Jesus. Merry Christmas. So this is what I want you to walk away from. And it's a big one. It's a, it's a, it's a strange one. It's a, especially if you're not used to doing it. But I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this week as you're praying for Jim, right? Not only ask the Holy Spirit to heal Jim, fill Jim, lead Jim, but ask the Holy Spirit to heal me, heal. And I say you. Say, Father, heal me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Hey, tell me what you want me to do. And then the big win. If you'll, you'll know this is happening. When you are looking at the things that the world has pulled you into, you start having this weird, this taste.
not only individually in our lives, but collectively as a church body. God, as we step into this season coming up, of a lot of cool things that we're going to be able to do in your name. We ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us your healing, your energy, your focus, your stamina to do the things that you have called us to do. We ask these things. Enthusiasm. Everybody in the house said.